Bible students have long anticipated the involvement of the Russian military in the affairs of Europe. Ezekiel 38 prophesies of Gog, the prince of Rosh, or Russia, that it will become the guard to the assembled nations who will invade Israel in the latter days. We read in Ezekiel 38, verse 7, Be thou prepared, and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. The word guard in the Hebrew signifies to watch, observe, guard a jail or a prison, or to set a defensive watch around somebody. It was used in Nehemiah's time of the soldiers who guarded the laborers building the walls of Jerusalem. Nehemiah 4, verses 22 to 23. With this in mind, we hear in the news from Ria Novosti News Agency reporting that France intends to make specific proposal on Russia's relations with the European Union, NATO, and the OSCE in September to secure stability in the Euro-Atlantic zone. French President Nicolas Sarkozy made the announcement on Tuesday during the opening of the 18th Ambassadors Conference held at the Elysee Palace in Paris. Our common interests with Russia, if Moscow of course so desires, are expected to foster an exceptional partnership reinforcing stability throughout the Euro-Atlantic region, said Sarkozy. Sarkozy said the details of the specific proposal for Russia's relations with the EU, NATO and the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe would be announced at the upcoming OSC summit in Astana slated for December. While on another front, Russia has been stirring the pot in Israel's backyard. Haaretz News Agency reported the latest arms deal between Russia and Syria involving the sale of advanced P-800 Yakhont supersonic cruise missiles. The P-800 missiles now come in models that can be launched from land. The highly accurate missiles have a maximum range of 300 kilometers and carry a 200-kilogram warhead. The weapon's unique feature is its ability to cruise several meters above the surface, making it difficult to identify on radar and therefore intercept. The C-802 missiles currently in the Syrian arsenal have a range of 120 kilometers, carry a smaller warhead and lack the accuracy of the more advanced missiles. Netanyahu has been reported as asking Putin to stop the deal, fearing the transfer of the missiles to the Hezbollah. Haaretz reported, in a conversation with Putin, Netanyahu told the Russian leader that missiles his country had delivered to Syria were then transferred to the Hezbollah and used against the IDF troops during the Second Lebanon War. Israel's defense analysts are concerned that these missiles in the hands of the Hezbollah would pose a serious threat to the Israel Navy ships operating out of the Haifa port, and possibly also out of Ashdod. Ezekiel 38 verse 8 speaks of Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet. As mentioned many times in the Bible and the news, Iran is to be with Russia during the great conflagration at the time of the end. It is no surprise to see the military cooperation between the two countries, even in the face of international criticism. The Shanyu News Agency reported, after years of delay, Russians completed the construction of the Bushar nuclear plant, which began in 1975 with German companies, but was halted after the United States imposed an embargo on high-tech supplies to Iran following Iran's 1979 revolution. Russia signed a contract with Tehran in 1995 to complete the construction. Iran and Russia started on Saturday to load fuel rods to a reactor at Iran's first nuclear power plant. 
The same article stated that Iran is hopeful that Russia's next step would be the delivery of the S-300 missile system to Iran, fulfilling a commitment signed in 2007, but delayed. Ezekiel also states that Tagarma would join the Gogian Confederacy. The Associated Press reported yesterday Russia secured a long-term foothold in the energy-rich and unstable Caucasus region last week by signing a deal with Armenia that allows a Russian military base to operate until 2044 in exchange for a promise of new weaponry and fresh security guarantees. The 24-year extension will allow the base's fighter jets a thousand of troops to operate outside the former Soviet territory, lifting a previous restriction. The agreement could raise tensions between Armenia and neighboring Azerbaijan, who have clashed over Nagorno-Karabka. The protocol doesn't just allow the Russian military base to stay in Armenia for a longer period, it also extends the sphere of geographic and strategic responsibility, the Armenian president said after talks with Russian President Dmitry Medvedev. Armenia is situated to the north of Iran and Turkey, below Georgia, next to Azerbaijan, and is approximately 1,260 kilometers from Jerusalem. Armenia, as part of the geographical area described as Tagarma in Ezekiel 38, and is allied with the Gogian host when it invades Israel. We read in Ezekiel 38, verse 6, Gomer and all his bands, the house of Tagarma of the north quarters, and all his bands, and many people with him. We are to expect the alliance of Russia and Armenia in the latter days, and the participation of both in the invasion of Israel. Well, just north of Armenia, in the north of Georgia, is the breakaway territory of Abkhazia. The BBC reported this week, Russia says the S-300 missile will defend the territory of Abkhazia. Russia says it has deployed the S-300 anti-aircraft missiles in the breakaway region of Abkhazia in Georgia. In a statement released by the Russian government, the Air Force Commander-in-Chief, General Alexander Zelin, said the role of the missiles would be anti-aircraft defense of the territory of Abkhazia and South Ossetia. We have deployed the S-300 system on Abkhazian territory, which, alongside other aircraft defense systems of the ground forces, will solve the problem of air defense of the territories of Abkhazia and South Ossetia, he was quoted as saying. So Russia is seen this week as strengthening its guard relationship with Europe, Syria, Iran, Abkhazia and Armenia, all willing participants in the Gogian invasion of the latter days. Well, the scriptures noted earlier describe Russia as making preparations leading up to the invasion of Israel in the latter days. Daniel 11.40 describes the king of the north, the other title of the Russian invader, as coming like a whirlwind with many ships. Well, the Interfax News Agency reported under a headline, Russia Revives Caspian Sea Monster, that the Russian government has commissioned the renewal of the Caspian Sea Monster, a legendary ground effect vehicle, or GEV. It will spend two years making a new design for the first, with the first test to be launched in 2012. GEVs are high-speed naval vehicles that fly just over the surface thanks to a high-pressure air cushion created by its wings. The first prototype, with a wingspan of 37.6 meters and a hull length of about 100 meters, could travel at 250 knots and had a maximum takeoff weight of 544 tons. The Soviet Union produced several models, including one for amphibian troops, transportation and a cruise missile carrier. There was also a project for a strategic GEV armed with ballistic missiles. 
Well, this Cold War-era Soviet ground effects vehicle, or GEV, traveled at more than 500 kilometers an hour, with a top speed of 750 kilometers an hour. If this revived troop transport craft could maintain the speed of the Soviet predecessor, it would take approximately five hours to travel from the Black Sea to Israel. Germany, Armenia, and China are also working on similar technologies. Well, the provocative character of Russia was witnessed this week as well, just outside Canada. The Ottawa Citizen reported Wednesday that a pair of Russian Cold War-era Tu-95 Bear strategic bombers flying over the Beaufort Sea came within 30 nautical miles of the Canadian border, causing Canada to scramble two Canadian CF-18 jet fighters. The incident occurred during the Canadian Prime Minister's visit to Canada's Northwest Territories. Russia is flexing its muscles in the north warning the world and testing the mettle of its traditional adversaries. The Ottawa Citizen stated, An Arctic defense expert said he believes the flight by the Tu-95s was time to get the Allies' attention because Canadian, American and Danish troops are for the first time taking part in a joint northern exercise, Operation Nanook-10, on Canadian soil. The Associated Press reported, Canada has linked recent Russian flights in the area to the competition between Canada, Russia and the U.S. and other countries to secure Arctic resources. With polar ice melting, there are new opportunities to exploit the region's oil, gas and mineral reserves. Canada recently purchased 65 F-35 Joint Strike fighter jets from the U.S. aerospace giant Lockheed Martin. The $8.5 billion purchase is one of the biggest military equipment purchases in the country's history. Meanwhile, in the Middle East, the political pot is coming to the boil. The Middle East news agency Al-Bawaba reported this week there are growing fears in the Gulf region of an imminent clash with Iran following the launch of the Bushehr nuclear facility. Although Western circles downplayed the importance of the facility to Iran's efforts to develop atomic bombs, the Arab states in the Gulf region believe the potential of military action against Iran exists. The ongoing threat towards Iran by Tel Aviv and Washington comes with practical preparations for a possible war, such as the deployment of Patriot missiles in Kuwait. A senior commander in Iran's Revolutionary Guard told Kuwait's Al-Rai newspaper that his country has prepared a plan for an all-out war, adding that if Israel or the United States or both countries strike military facilities or economic sites in Iran, Iran will will respond by bombing targets in all countries it considers as hostile. According to him, all the countries who allowed the U.S. to use their territory to attack Iran will be targeted. He revealed that the Revolutionary Guard would consider the entire Gulf region, Iraq, Jordan, and Israel, as part of the war, pointing out that there are more than 100 U.S. bases in the Gulf countries, and all of them are within range of our weapons. He revealed that Iran will launch massive rocket attacks against Israel in the first stage. Whatever the source of fire, Israel will be attacked first, he said. All Israeli cities will be our target, and we will not exclude the Demona reactor, he noted. The strengthening of defense in the nations surrounding the Gulf is being reported. 
The U.S. Defense Security Cooperation Agency reported on the sale of U.S. Patriot missiles to Kuwait. The agency stated this proposed sale will contribute to the foreign policy and national security of the United States by helping to improve the security of a major non-NATO ally which has been and continues to be an important force for political stability and economic progress in the Middle East. Kuwait needs these missiles to meet current and future threats of enemy air-to-ground weapons Weapons. Kuwait will use the increased capacity or capability as a deterrent to regional threats and to strengthening its homeland defense. And Israel appears to be making preparations too with the appointment of Major General Yeov Galant as the new Army Chief of Staff. The Jerusalem Post defines him as tough and confident, stating Galant is expected to be much more assertive. During the run-up to the cast-led, he pushed for the operation to be mounted on a larger scale than the one decided upon. And just in case the Western world was in danger of diminishing the terrorist threat posed by militant Islam and its lackeys throughout the world, Canadian police arrested a terrorist cell in Ontario just this week, the result of a reawakening of the West's susceptibility to such an attack and a rededication in resolve to stay alert. This is the second major conspiracy unearthed in quiet little Canada in the past few years. The Globe and Mail reported investigators yesterday revealed an alleged conspiracy that stretches from Ottawa across the globe to Iran, Pakistan, Afghanistan and Dubai. Police named six men as belonging to the terror cell. Two were arrested in Ottawa on Wednesday and a third, a man, a doctor, was arrested in London, Ontario on Thursday. All three men are Canadians. Three unindicted co-conspirators whose citizenship is unclear have not been charged by Canadian police and may be outside the country. The group is accused of amassing schematics, components and instructions to build homemade bombs. They had built more than 50 electronic circuit boards that were to be used as remote controlled triggers and were planning an attack that was just months away according to police. The war against terrorism is still ongoing and will keep the West on its guard for the near future. As Russia strengthens ties with its cohorts, as described by Ezekiel 38, so Canada and the other Commonwealth countries, along with America, Britain, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, and other nations outlined in Ezekiel 38, and described by Daniel 11 as the King of the South, are united by the struggle against terrorism and militant Islamic extremism. The national pots of the world stove are coming to the boil, and we must prepare ourselves for the Lord's imminent return prior to the grand invasion of Ezekiel 38. For the Bible in the News, this has been Jonathan Bowen.